them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for my sake, I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And I want to preach to you uh, for the next little bit, influencers. Influencers. It's amazing how words come and, and they, they interject themselves into our vocabulary uh, every year and I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to pull, pull who it is but every year there is a, a dictionary that, that will come up with the word of the year and usually it's a new word that has been invented or at least a new understanding of a word and so as our world progresses we use words differently or we come up with different uh, ways to explain and I first kind of became uh, interested in this word with the news story of Lori Lachlan and her daughter Olivia Jade. Those of you that don't know, Lori Lachlan is the lady that played uh, uh, Aunt Becky on Full House and then now is on, uh, I think, When Calls the Heart or whatever. Uh, neither one of those interests me very much, but uh, she's there. And you know, hopefully you know the story. If not, her and her husband, uh, her husband, uh, a fashion designer, they decided to pay the University of Southern California $500,000 for their two daughters, Olivia Jade, and I forgot her sister's name, but to pay that school to somehow circumvent the application process and allow those two daughters to come in on a, a rowing scholarship even though they had never rowed a day in their life. And so this story has been playing out over the last couple of months and there are many that have been involved in that. There's other uh, uh, actresses and actors that have already made plea deals. Some of them uh, may even already be starting the prison sentences and so it begins to play out. While we're so excited about this, I'm not exactly sure, but it takes quite a bit of news time to talk about it. But in the middle of that story, her daughter, who I believe is in her early 20s or at least very close to there, Olivia Jade, they begin to throw out the word that Olivia Jade's job is a social media influencer. And uh, they, they begin to throw that out. Now, I, I walk this very fine line of being an elder but holding on to my youthful understanding. Some of you that are older than I, this will make absolutely no sense to you because it halfway doesn't make sense to me. Those of you that are younger than me, you're like, oh yeah, that's what I want to be when I grow up. But I begin to internally laugh at the job social media influencer. And she began to... Uh, be public and decry the loss of her followers on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook and YouTube and her videos. She began to lose sponsors that were there because of everything that her mom and dad have done. Social media influencers. Now, what that is, it's very simple. Let me give you a way to understand influencers. Let's say that I, Brandon Buford, 
I've got a Facebook account, Twitter account, Instagram account, and people like my stuff. I put funny memes up. I give funny stories. I tell people about my day and what I ate for for, uh, breakfast, and everybody seems to enjoy that. And so they like it, and I begin to gain followers. I, I, my, my follower account begins to grow until pretty soon that I, I have hundreds of thousands of followers for just little old Brandon Buford. And then I decide perhaps to write a post, write a Twitter uh, or, or Instagram a cool picture about how much I like Community's Coffee Chicory Blend. If you don't know that, that you need to get some of that. It's a phenomenal Louisiana dark roast coffee that puts hair on your chest. and It's an awesome thing. You can float a horseshoe in it. It's great. And so I, 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 I post a cool picture of that, you know, and, 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 and I don't even drink it. I just want the picture, you know, and I throw it out on, on Instagram and my hundreds of thousands and now maybe I'm into the millions of followers. They see that and they then go out and buy chicory blend community coffee. That's what social media influence is. Or I can leverage my influence by approaching community coffee and telling them I have over a million followers. I've engaged with them. Every day I'm talking to them. They're talking back. And, and, and I want to help you sell your coffee. And so community, if you give me free coffee, I will put coffee on my Instagram or my Facebook post and and I promise you, you will sell coffee and community may look around and say, you know, hey, he's a social media influencer and they give me free community coffee and I rep the brand and they sell more. You laugh and and I I laughed. There's even stories of, uh, I I think it's... um, there's somewhere downtown, there's a kind of a boutique shop. I don't think it's Poppy's Barbecue, but it's something like that. And they have people every day that come up to them and say, hey, I've got so many followers on Instagram. Give me a free lunch and I'll, I'll post cool pictures and I'll, I'll give you aver- free advertisement if you'll give me a free lunch. And a lot of times they'll, they'll, they won't do it. There's four types of influencers there. There's celebrities. There's industry experts and thought leaders and bloggers and content creators and then the fourth one is micro-influencers. Now you laugh, but uh, Brother Tim, did you get those pictures that we kind of put in at the end that, that I told you? So you, you laugh, but we've always been, been swayed by advertisements. And, and all of you elders, and I'm using that with the utmost respect, but all of you elders that laugh at social media marketing, these were the type of ads that y'all had in your generation. More doctors smoke camels than any other cigarettes. What's the next one? Start life or start a better, for a better start in life, start cola earlier. How soon is too soon? Not soon enough. Laboratory tests over the last few years have proven that babies who start drinking soda during the early formulative period have a higher chance of gaining acceptance and fitting in during those awkward teenage and teen years. So do yourself a favor, start your child or do your child a favor and start them on a strict regimen of sodas and other sugary carbonated beverages right now for a lifetime of guaranteed happiness the Soda Pop Board of America, and that is 100% a real ad. Do we have any more? What's the next one? 
You see so many things in DuPont cellophane and they've got kids wrapped up in cellophane. And the point is that if you wrap it in cellophane, it keeps it fresh longer. So wrap your children. Do we have any more? That's all. So, so you know, I'm going to be fair. I, I started making fun of social media influencers because I thought it was just some pipe thing. And then I began to realize that, you know, we've always been influenced by advertisement. And you can go through. Man, you really want to have fun. Start looking at you got to be careful because sometimes advertisers cross the line. But go back into the 50s and you can find some really funny chauvinistic uh, uh, things. Like one said, if your wife doesn't uh, have coffee when you wake up, you're allowed to spank her. That was, you know, give her a whooping because she didn't make your coffee. And another one said that your wife should shine your shoes. That's her job. That's the, we've always had funny types of social media or, 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 rather, or, or rather advertising influencers. Now, I know you're trying to figure out where I'm getting, and I'll, I'll get there in a minute. But they begin to say that 70% of all teens trust influencers on social media more than even celebrities. In fact, so much that four out of ten subscribers, this, the, these young, young millennial subscribers, say that their favorite influencer... In, uh, understands them better than their own friends. 86% of women use social media for purchasing advice. 49% of all consumers will say that they depend on influencer recommendations. Six out of ten teens will follow advice from influencers on social media rather than celebrities. In fact, they are saying right now in the studies that for every dollar that a, 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 a business spends on social media influencer marketing campaigns. So if they spend a dollar for some, you know, Olivia Jade or whoever it is to, to say some cool thing about their brand, for every dollar spent, they will earn $6.50. It's the fastest growing customer acquisition method right now. They said 57% of all fashion and beauty companies are engaging in influencer marketing. In fact, this next year, the influencer marketing industry is expected to hit $10 billion just for that. 74% of people trust social networks. It asks, are you greater than our forefather Jacob? This is his well. This is Jacob's well that he dug and drank from himself. And, and, and Jesus looks at her and says, yeah, but if you drink this water, in a few hours you'll be thirsty and have to come back for a drink. But if you drink the water that I give you, then it will be something that you will drink and never be thirsty again. This spring of water that wells up into eternal life. And something begins to grab a hold of that woman. Something is, it, she, she can't see it. It's, it's still seeing through a glass darkly. She, she, she doesn't understand what he's saying, but there's the tenor of the voice. There's the, the, this, this underlying push that begins to grab hold of her heart, and she says, give me this water. Well, why don't you go get your husband and we'll talk. Her face falls. Because she was not the woman that you would have called an influencer. The Bible tells us she's coming at the time of day that, that we would call noon. 
It was not the normal time to get water at the well. You would get water in the morning or you would get water in the afternoon because you would have to get enough water to to, uh, fulfill your household needs for that day or that night. And so to come at at, at midday there at noon, this woman had no intention of meeting anybody. She was coming just by herself. And he says, go get your husband. And and the woman says, "I, I don't have a husband. Jesus smiles, that wry smile, and looks back at her and says, you're right, you have no husband, for you've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. All of a sudden, he begins to lay out her life. He's he's honing in on the reality of where she lives. Now, I guess some could argue maybe her five husbands had died and, and maybe everything's kosher, but really, in reality, the story doesn't lend itself to that. The story lends itself to a woman that's gone through several husbands, her fault, their fault, who cares? Divorces have been there. Now she's living with someone that's not her husband. Now it's in adultery and fornication. She's not living right. She would have been a marked woman, the scarlet letter. She would have walked through town and they'd have laughed at her. They would have said the the highbrow women would have carried their daughters tight and said, don't grow up to be like her. He looks, she looks back at Jesus and says, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you're saying in Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. And now she's trying to get some separation back. She's, she's trying to, you know, get back. She, she, she wants to hide in the, in the, 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 for lack of a better word, the racist uh, uh, conflict that existed between the Jews and the Samaritans. She's uncomfortable. She, she wants to put back up those walls of partition. Don't talk to me. You, just, just let's go back. And he looks at her and says, well, I'm going to tell you, lady, there's a time coming with the hour in which neither you're going to worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. That's not going to be how you worship. But instead, you're going to worship. The uh, 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 Bible says you worship what you do not know. The Jews worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming. In fact, it's here now. that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is a spirit. Those that worship must worship in spirit and truth. And the woman, her her mind clicks. She remembers a prophecy. Hey, I've heard. I know the Messiah is coming, the one who's called the Christ. And when he comes, he's going to tell us all things. And Jesus says, I who speak to you am he. Light bulbs go off. She realizes I'm in the presence of the master. I'm in the presence of the creator. God himself is speaking into my life. Something begins to change. And in that conversation shift, the disciples show back up. Marvel that Jesus would speak to such a woman. No one asks the woman, what are you talking about? No one asks Jesus, why are you talking with her? And the woman left her water jar. This is verse 28, and if you have your Bibles, I want you to see what it says. The woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And they went out of the town and they were coming unto Jesus. I'm speaking to everyone in this building. 
not just our young people, and I'm glad that y'all are here. But I'm speaking to everyone in this building. For so often and too many times, you look at your own life and you say, there's no way that I can ever be an influencer. There's no way that I could ever get and and, and affect those that I hang with and those that I talk to and and those in my my school. There's no way they're ever going to want to hear what I have to hear. Listen to me as I try to break open the story in a way you may never have known. And that is, if an adulterous woman that no Nobody would have given the time of day can find some time to spend with the master and let the word of God be invested in them there is no way that you can look me in the eye and say a Holy Ghost filled apostolic young lady or young man or a Holy Ghost filled business person you can't make a difference in wherever you go your work your school your college if you think you won't make a difference with the Holy Ghost how in the world did that lady walk into her town and just begin to speak to those that shunned her and pushed her aside and the Bible says that when she spoke the town came out these were followers long before Twitter and Facebook and Instagram came to pass she walks back to Jesus she literally said I found the Messiah and I can show you him in fact I can take you to him and here's the point I want you to understand God did not call you to debate the gospel God did not call you to try to change people's mind God did not call you to do something drastic he simply called you to tell them what God has told you and lead them so they can hear God themselves That's what a true influencer is. Maybe you say, I don't know if I can preach a Bible study. Quit focusing on preaching a Bible study. Why don't you just tell them, hey, God spoke to me and I want to show you him. Come, see a man that told me all I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And they went out of the town and they were coming to him. I know for some of you I'm preaching uh, you know, parts of the story that I preach a lot because it means so much to me. While they're coming, the disciples are saying, here, eat. And he says, I, I'm not hungry. I've, I've, I've got bread that, and food to eat you don't know about. And they're fussing and complaining and crying and whining. Oh, somebody else brought you food. Why didn't you wait to eat with us? And he says, no, my food is to do the will who sent me and to accomplish his work. And you're saying there's four months and then comes the harvest. But look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white with harvest. And they look up and here comes a town streaming, following a a woman that never would have had a voice in that town until she met God. The Bible says in verse 39 that many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So I ask you today, how many people in your school, how many people in your neighborhood, How many people in your extended family? How many people in your job? How many people on your college campuses? How many people in the everyday life that you are? How many of them could you say they believed in God because of your testimony? And then the question has to go a bit further. Have you ever shared your testimony? They can't believe on your testimony unless you share 
your testimony. For how shall they believe if they have not heard? And how shall they hear if you're not speaking, if you've not been sent? And I'm here to commission each and every one of you. Don't worry about how many followers you've got on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or social media. Don't worry about being a fashion blogger or telling people about how the best way to sharpen a knife or catch a fish or whatever it is that you might could do as a social media influencer. But instead, I'm commissioning you to be just like a woman at the well that said I was in the presence of God and I want to show you where he is many of the Samaritans in that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony he told me all I ever did and when the Samaritans came to him they asked Jesus to stay with them he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his word For some of your influence, it will be your testimony and it will lead people. Some of you are sitting in this building right now. You're sitting because your friend influenced you and told you about Jesus. And you're here today because you wanted to hear more about the one that changed your friend's life. And then when you come... You began to hear the voice of Jesus himself and many more believed. And they said to the woman, and and this is the greatest testimony. This is the greatest compliment you can ever receive in your life. Are you ready? Don't, don't, Don't ask people how pretty you are. You may not like their answer. Don't ask them if you look good in that clothes. You may not like the answer. Here's the greatest compliment you can have in your life. When they looked at the woman and they said, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard it for ourselves and we know that this indeed is the savior of the world it's not your convert it's not your your disciple necessarily what it is is I brought them where they could hear God and God speaking to them I'm letting my influence be that woman at the well no way was she an influence in her city and if she was an influence she was a bad influence Perhaps you could ask some of the wives in town. They would say she's a bad influence. But what happened after meeting Jesus? She became one of the most influential people in that city. I have read this. I have preached this. I'm going to preach it one more time. There's a book out by Steve Arterborn and Fred Stoker. It's birthed a whole series. It started out by every man's battle and if, you've, if you're a man and you've never read that I challenge you go find it it's on Amazon go find it every man's battle it, it birthed another one every young man's battle then it birthed every uh, uh, I think ladies battle young, young ladies battle it's a whole, whole series it's, it's powerful but in it it asked the question I don't know it's been I think a few years since I've asked this same question behind this pulpit but I ask it again what is your aim in life Do you want to be accepted or do you want to be authentic? And there's a difference in both of those. To live your life by acceptance is to ask this question. How far can I go and still call myself a Christian? How close in the world can I walk and still be okay? How much like my friends at school can I become and talk like them and talk about the movies they watched and the things they listened to and the things they're into? How close can I get and still call myself a Christian? 
This is a Christian who maybe says, I want to live for the world, but hesitates to commit all the way because somewhere they want to be accepted by the world. But to live your life for authenticity is to live your life by the question, how much like him can I be? How much can I be him? How much can I worship? How much can I follow the word of God? How much can I walk the way he asks me to walk? In the book, the story began to lay out that a youth pastor was asked to describe the level of authenticity in his youth group. He replied, there's not much. He goes on to say they have great intentions. They desire to be used. But the problem is they won't step out. I ask them, are you hungry for God? And they say yes, but they don't want to stand out. They don't want to put forth the effort. They just want to be accepted. They want more of God, but they don't want to become more like God. If they were authentic, they would say, Christ saved me, I want to be pure. But they're lazy, they're apathetic about it, not willing to do what they take. It's all emotion to them, the youth pastor said. They leave Wednesday night and they want to be different. But by second period at school on Thursday, they've given up. And most of my kids would say this youth pastor uh, decried or, or, or cried out. He said it would be, most of his kids would say it would be nice to be free from sin, but they don't want to pay the price. I'm here today to tell you that's not the lighthouse. Others may have that issue. And perhaps there's a few here in the building that maybe you struggle with some of those things they struggle. But I'm looking out on a youth group and I'm looking out on a hyphen group and I'm looking out on a church that says this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be a thermometer that merely acknowledges the temperature around. And when I'm at church, I'm hot and I'm on fire for God. And when I'm in the world, I I cool down. And you live a roller coaster life. And at school, you're somebody totally different but at church you're something else but instead let me remind you I hope I'm looking at a church that says I'm not a thermometer but I'm a thermostat I determine the temperature around me I determine who uh, uh, where they go I'm going to bring them up until we're on the highest level we can be I am an influencer we are living in a time right now that I believe if Peter, James, and Paul, and John, if they could choose any time to live, they would say, I would love to live in 2019. Are you kidding me? I can can reach the entire globe with just a few strokes on a keyboard. I can go to a school where they all profess to be Christians and and they want to hear about it. I can go to a place where there are churches filled up. I drove here today this morning and every parking lot of every church I passed was filled to capacity We're living in a time where you can realize you are the greatest influence this world has ever seen. Why? Because you're filled with his spirit. Let me go back for a moment. Let me, let me reach back to, to, to these social media influencers. And I, I realize that they, they, they have a very real uh, uh, capacity to change the conversation. I read you all the statistics. We're living in a day where advertising has changed. The billboards don't, they don't matter near as much as the content on people's blogs and Twitter accounts. But but here, here's what I, I want you to get. I, I look back and I begin to read, and there are some funny stories of social media influencers. Because you can get to the place where you've got the influence 
but you don't necessarily care about the message. You, you might have grown up here, here let, let, let's throw a little controversy in it. You might, you might have grown up as a, as a Ford household. Any Ford households here? Okay, we've got a few Ford households. I'm saved. I'm a Chevy household. And uh, that is until my Chevy breaks down and my dad gives me a Ford and I'm perfectly fine to be a Ford household. I have a cool video. I can't really post it because my little child Zeke wasn't properly uh, uh, dressed. But he has an old, one of those battery-operated Ford Mustangs. It's an old one. It's from the 80s. But the battery don't work. And we have taught Zane well without saying one word. He's learned you push a Ford. But there's a lot of influencers that would say, I'm a Chevy person. I, 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 I'm diehard Chevy. Until Ford comes and says, I'll give you a couple hundred thousand if you'll start talking about Ford on your, on your, you know, your, your blogs and all that. And then all of a sudden they say, you know what, I'm a Ford person. Because there's a difference between an influencer that just uses their, their platform to whatever message pays the best. But I'm here today to tell you I'm not that kind of an influencer. I'm not for sale to the highest bidder. But instead, I'm going to use my influence to tell them about the greatest truth, the only truth, the only way, the only life, the only God, the only baptism. I want to tell the world. So as I come to a close, musicians can come. I've got to bring your attention to John chapter 17. Now this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of read, I may skip a few here and there, so I may not read it verbatim, I may change up some words, and I'm not trying to change the Bible, it's just for time. But of all the prayers prayed in the Bible, this is the greatest prayer ever prayed. It's not the Sermon on the Mount. It's not the Lord's Prayer. It, those, those prayers mean a lot, but this prayer was prayed at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. When Jesus the man, the one that God came and manifested himself and Jesus being fully man and fully God, he begins to realize something is about to take place. Right there on the horizon looms the cross. Right there on the horizon looms a tomb. And just a little bit later looms an ascension and Jesus will no longer be walking on this earth after that. His 12 disciples now what, what appears to be only 11 and you'll understand here in a minute so this has to be somewhere Father my hour has come glorify your son so the son may glorify you this is not a multi-person conversation this is the humanity of Jesus crying to the divinity You've given me authority over all flesh. You've given me authority to get eternal life to whom you've given him. This eternal life that they know you, the only true God. I've been him. I glorified you on earth. I've accomplished the work you gave to do. Why did Jesus come? Why God have to manifest himself flesh? Why did he have to come away? Because there was a purpose. 
ultimately, it was what happens at the cross and all of that. A, a life had to live free from the tanglements of sin so he could die on the cross as an innocent lamb and he could accomplish the work. And he said, Lord, I glorified you on earth. I've accomplished the work you gave me to do. I manifested your name to the people who you gave me out of this world. They're yours. You gave them me to follow, for them to follow me and they've kept a word. They know everything that you have given me is from you. Humanity of Jesus says, I, I gave a word. I taught them. I, I spoke to them. I, I discipled them. I spent time preaching to them. I, I gave them parables. I, I had chastised them. I did everything I could. All mine are yours and yours are mine. And I'm glorified in them. I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm, I'm come to you. Keep them in your name that you've given me. And the one even has... While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you gave me. I guarded them. Not one of them has been lost, except son of destruction. That's Judas, whose scripture had to be fulfilled. The Lord, even the one I lost, not because I lost him, but it fulfilled prophecy. But I'm coming to you. The humanity of Jesus said, I'm about to walk my last step on earth. The flesh of Jesus was about to die on a cross. The disciples were about to look and watch the one that they had touched and talked to and, and been with and ate with. And, and, and they were about to watch him scream to heaven, it is finished, and leave that last breath and life eaves. And the humanity dies. He said, oh, I have given your word. The world has hated them because they're not the world. Just as I'm not of the world, the world couldn't influence them. The world couldn't pull them back. The world is screaming in anger because they've lost. And, and, and the world wishes that they could turn the ship. But these disciples, they are not of the world. But then he makes us come. God, don't take them out of this world. You've heard me say how awesome it would be if I could have you come down, repent, be filled with the Holy Ghost. We take you in the waters of baptism, we baptize you, and then I hit you over the head with a hammer and you die, and that way I know you're going straight to heaven. I might not, but, you know, not a chance for you to go sin, not a chance for you to go do something else. And you would think that, that the, the, the man, Christ Jesus, who had walked with these disciples, would have said, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they could just come with me? We could walk the streets of gold together. Hey, remember James and John and, and, and Peter? Remember what I said? I go away. To, if I go away, I, I'll prepare a house for you and I'll come back. Why don't you just come with me right now and we'll walk those streets of gold together? But that was not the prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, I don't want you to take them out of the world. Here's all I ask. Protect them from the evil one. You sent me into the world, so I am sending them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate. For their sake, I give myself that they may be sanctified in truth. It would be pointless to send them in the world if there wouldn't be a salvation of Acts chapter 2 given because Jesus died on the cross and was buried and rose again. But watch verse 20. 
I do not ask this prayer. Jesus said, I'm not praying this prayer just for these 11 that are walking with me. But I'm praying this prayer for everyone that comes because of their word. What Jesus was saying was they're going to be influencers. Well, I know, I know we're fixing to see Peter in a whole different light. He's going to cuss and curse and swear up and down. He don't know Jesus. And he's going to do everything but blaspheme the Holy Ghost. I know that's what we're about to see. But something's going to get a hold of Peter. And that Peter's going to be able to walk out on an upper room. And he's going to become an influencer. That in his sermon and in his words and in his testimony, when he begins to speak what God has put in him, 3,000 people are going to be added to the church that day because he spent time with the Master those 3,000 I I challenge you read the book of Acts if you'd read one chapter a day you'd finish the book of Acts in a month it's only 29 chapters or 28 28 chapters and so it's really simple it's really easy but all you'd have to do is realize that those 3,000 begin to scatter because the church was being cursed persecuted begin to read the Bible, look at all the ones that started churches, look at all the ones that had had, had Bible study groups around a river, look at all the ones that had prayer meetings in their home and realize that Jesus said I'm not praying just for the disciples but everyone that will believe in me through their word he was sending out influencers so I ask you today what are you? what are you? as you stand in this building not so much interested in how many Facebook followers you have not interested in how many are on your Instagram page or Twitter account what I'm more interested in is that you have that heartbeat of the woman at the well that says I gotta go tell somebody what Jesus has taught to me and I gotta lead them to where they can hear from him their son He's calling you to change your world.